to Heike Book Club with Zeleni and Cameron. I'm Zeleni. I'm Cameron. And we're here. We're queer today. <laughs> that we are. We because have brought you a special treat. We wanted to take it over to the television screens and do a TV show. Yeah. How happy are you that we're not doing a movie finally? Not you, but the listeners. Cause like on a scale of one to five stars? No. I'm asking the listeners. Yeah. Oh, no. Just, just, uh, it is rhetorical. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm happy three out of five stars. Okay. <laughs> a lot of our listeners have been requesting uh, another TV show because during Oscar season, we were on the movies and all up in that. So here we go. I was so excited when I saw Queer Eye. I finished it in like one day. The Netflix one, the new one. The n- New season came out yeah. in 2017? 2018. In 2018, Feb- that's brand new. February 2018. So it came out last month on Netflix. I think most people know it's a reboot of two th- an er- mid-2000s show that was called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. What years was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy So the episode we watched and we told y'all on Twitter to the watch. pilot right yeah so we what we're gonna focus on this episode is the first episode of the old queer eye for the straight guy and the first episode of the new netflix queer eye of 2018 and the first one right. the first episode of the old one was released in 2003 2003 and, and we can tell <laughs> i was could you not i was 12 years old Ooh. oh shit i, I was nine wow <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I didn't I don't remember ever really watching it. I remember probably hearing about it at some point and I I feel like Carson Cressley who he's the fashion guy on the old one. He he I feel like he's been in my life like my whole life. Carson's the guy with the outrageous personality, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel, I just feel like he's been around forever since then on everything I've seen. Really? Now he's a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race a lot, and that's where I've seen him now. Oh, but that makes sense. Cool. Like he's done a lot of E stuff, you know, typical. Oh, and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was originally on Bravo. That was the network it was on, mm-hmm. or the channel. Got it. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of a, the channel for women, whatever. <laughs> but now it's Netflix, and it's man the the main difference. So in this episode, we're not gonna do the normal like spoilers thing because. For with reality TV and this type of reality TV that's not like a winner, <laughs> it's kind of, spoilers are kind of hard. So if you don't want specifics about these episodes, then go watch them. It's pretty easy on YouTube. I, I actually posted it as a reply on the tweet announcing this episode. The link for the very first episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Wow. And then the new one you can find on Netflix and a lot of people have Netflix, so find your local Netflix for that one. That's right. And just keep on listening if you want to come along and book club with us. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to get into spoiler land, I guess. I mean, it's... it's the spoiler land. 
Bry is <laughs> with this kind of thing. It's not really spoilers, but you get the idea. I think the main well, I, what we see the main difference in is production value. Oh, of not? course, of course. I mean, but you got to hand it to Queer Eye for the Straight Guy when it was starting out. Nobody knew what it was going to be about, like in terms of its success, if it was going to really be able to yeah. be a hit. And sure enough, it was. It was, and I saw some information on that while I was researching oh. for this episode do you yeah. want to share can, can you share it yeah it, it the first season was like a huge success it had like three million ish viewers per episode whoa that's cool yeah and it won the emmy in 2004 yeah, pretty good for a cable television show i mean I, it's hard for me because i forget like what normal numbers are but i Got mean it. it's that's a lot of people and it won the emmy in 2004 or an emmy it didn't say for what but I'm guessing best reality TV show or best reality ensemble or something. Nice. But And it was nominated in 2005. Cool. And it ran 2003 to 2006 or 2007. It was kind of unclear. Okay. Three, four years. It was successful. I mean, it's just so funny. I mean, I'm sure it got better as the years went on budget-wise, but that first episode was real it was pretty, low budget. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's one way to put it. Yeah, yeah. It had that like 2000s ratchet reality TV, <laughs> which is kind of something I really miss <laughs> in reality TV. I mean, you little know. A little rough, a little raggedy. Very raggedy. I, but I love that. That's what made reality TV so funny and relatable. I guess you're right. Because right now, like compared to the new Queer Eye, you see how it's like super high production value. Like it looks beautiful. And that part's nice, but you miss a little of that casualness of <laughs> the ratchet reality TV. Like, I have the same issue with Top Model, America's Next mm -hmm. Top Model, mm -hmm. because... We haven't book clubbed Top we Model. We haven't. We, we Would you might. like us to? Maybe. I mean, Are yeah. Are you interested in having... <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking Cameron me. <laughs> Zeleny, Zeleny and Cameron looking at uh, America's Next Top Model. Tweet if you are, at, tweet us. <laughs> tweet us at Hypey Key Book Club, because... <laughs> I love that show so much, but it's just no one can match me, but it's okay. Sorry, but about this, <laughs> I've seen Top Model so many times. Calm down, co-host. Anyway, <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Like, I love that early 2000s Top Model. Mm -hmm. It was just so rough around That aesthetic, though, is just so, it's very nostalgic for what I remember my television experience being like. I guess. Maybe there is an element of nostalgia. And I definitely felt it with the first episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. It just felt... It had that, like, first season of Top Model Ratchet feel. <laughs> and and now, v, Top Model on VH1 is super overproduced. And, like... And it's beautiful. But it's just like, man, I want the, the rough, you know? <laughs> the rough weird ass haircuts and like small apartments well you've heard it here on hikey book club so lady yeah. wants it rough uh, oh my god it's nasty cochino <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. no i just want my reality tv rough that's all that's right that's all. like that song i want my i want my i want my reality tv I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real song. <laughs> I may have taken some liberties with that one. Anyway, so back to Queer Eye. So right now, I guess I'm looking at the similarities and differences a lot. I like how they kept a lot of... I felt like they did keep the soul of the show, even though it's super nicely produced now. 
they, that they're called the Fab Five. I mean, that just in itself. And then that they start off in that big black SUV. Right. They held on to the whole opening sequence and introducing yeah. us to everybody who's on the crew and the team. Yeah. And even the, the song. It was the same song? I think so. It might be a remix of some sort. But yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely the same. Cool. Bass. <laughs> so that's cool. I feel like they they kept a lot of things. And, and I like how they explain in the first episode of the new Queer Eye how the first version of the show was fighting for tolerance and this version is fighting for acceptance oh, that's part of kind I'm, of the opening i see wow yeah that's, that's great yeah and it, it's so true like that's fighting for acceptance this time around yeah because back then like being gay was so much more like taboo mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit like it was now more they're par- you know they they they're part of society yeah so now they're just trying to like fight for showing how similar they are to other people i feel like in the first one they were really trying to show how they're different almost like mm. they were really leaning into gay stereotypes a lot in the first one and i'm sure like now people looking back at it are probably like, oh, Jesus, like, they're so overdoing it just to mm-hmm. try to portray a version of gay that's over the top and people want to watch maybe. But now, I mean, you haven't seen every episode. No, I have not. But I have. And there are certain episodes where it's mentioned. It's mainly Anthony that talks about this. He's... Uh, the food and wine guy on the new one he he talks about how like when he first came out he was being like trying to be overly gay or like stereotypically gay like flamboyant to like prove that he was like i I don't know to to other gay gay people Hmm. more not not to straight people but to gay people like how why was he doing that well just because he thought that's was the expectation of him now that he was like out and free or whatever that he had to be this certain way sort of how they were in the first queer eye that kind of just flamboyant which not every gay man is and i think that's what the new queer eye is trying to get across so anthony talks about how he mellowed out after a while because that wasn't him and yeah now the fab five are a lot more different in personality they're not so playing into stereotypes of being gay anymore which is great and they also dropped the for the straight guy which i thought it was just for the new the new version but apparently it happened after like a couple seasons of the original too that they shortened it to queer eye from queer eye for the straight guy to just open the scope of who they could help which is cool i mean in in the new one i really like that one of the what are they called Vic, not victims but like <laughs> They're, I forget what they yeah I forget what they they call him something but one of them was a gay man that was in the closet hmm. and wanting to come out along with this lifestyle makeover oh really yeah that's a good one was he single no my goodness <laughs> spoilers dramatica <laughs> I mean I I really like that it, it's not for the straight guy anymore especially now gender is so fluid and sexuality as well it makes more sense just queer eye by itself and it's it's more on trend with like the shorter names like we've talked about oh yeah in <laughs> the low budget in the old one the home makeover was so much simpler and like do it yourself and now it's literally well, like now gosh they've taken on this like you said hgtv yeah literally style of renovation in their entire rooms and apartments and homes 
Yeah, it's like they bring in the property brothers secretly and do a whole, like fixer up or whatever. It was. I feel like there was a furniture brand name uh, that was sponsored in the yeah. pilot of the Netflix one. I can't remember, but I think there was. I don't remember the the name, but maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, they have sponsored things. I'm sure, probably products. But yeah, it, it's intense now. That whole makeover, that budget they got, mm, that Netflix money is really <laughs> clearly where it's at because <laughs> they're able to do. I'm a just lot. like, who pays for it? It's all of the subscriptions. No, of- no, 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 no. Sorry, that's unclear. Who pays for the whole makeover? Like the contestant? Oh, I mean, because in HGTV shows, yeah, it's the contestant, but they're fighting over the budget the whole time. Right. Well, I mean, we really don't know. I don't know. Because speculative. Sign me up if it's for free. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sign you up. Do you need a makeover though? I mean, you've really got things together. Well, that's nice you're, of you, you but know, you're maybe on a podcast maybe I'll and... nominate you. Oh, because you're a man. They I mean, focus gosh, on men. That, that would be an absolute honor. I don't know. You have pretty good style though well actually Uh, they probably would like burn all your flare pants (laughs) my my cheesy posters no not your posters they're art artistic but probably your flare pants Mm, because that mm. that's your 70s thing they they wouldn't like that you know i just had a phase i just had a phase (laughs) i wish you could have been there (laughs) me too so another thing that was kind of funny about the original is how they made it seem like it was one day. Right, how they just did everything in that one day. Right. Well, quote unquote, that one day, but I, I was reading up and it was saying that it was actually done in four days and they made it seem like it was one day, which I is mean, so stupid. Like in, right. I mean, why would they want to try to yeah. get around that? We Let's believe it. It's maybe four days. Yeah, maybe they're trying to like be impressive by like whoa these gay guys have superpowers they can make you over. I pretty much that's what i think you know yeah. they, used, they heightened the abilities of yeah. television it's just like you can't do all those things in one day like it's pretty it was, obvious yeah i mean geez they spent like half of a day just at the hair salon alone yeah and even then like i was having a hard time believing the new queer eye because they do it in a week and that home makeover like i'm on hgtv those take like five weeks goodness like but they had to pay all of those hotel fees they want them out of there you know renovated as quickly as possible well yeah so do they on hgtv but it doesn't doesn't work it really doesn't i don't know well this is netflix baby i guess they got the bank Mm. they need some home makeover shows on (laughs) netflix i mean i guess this this counts but seven episodes is not enough for me i definitely finished way too fast and cried a lot that day because here's netflix we're gonna we'll tweet out to you (laughs) those episodes were so emotional on the new queer eye because they're a lot more relevant now there's they touch on a lot of topics like police brutality in one religion and christianity with homosexuality and the other when she saw part most of yeah that was a major one yeah i was crying so much that that one's the one that made me cry the most i think just because mm-hmm. it's the one i related to the most because of my religious upbringing but oh, that was so sad watch watch the rest of the episodes of queer eye if you can i definitely recommend okay recommend. let's yeah let's focus on this episode of Queer Eye, that the first episode of the Netflix Queer Eye. Sorry, this is confusing, but I'm trying to be as clear as this possible. This is a Queer Eye 
So we're going to talk about the first episode with Tom and Abby. Mm-hmm. Or Tom. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking Catfish, where it's named after, like, both <sighs> the people. <laughs> but, okay, just Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Tom is the victim. Is Abby here. the girlfriend that yeah. he is kind of trying to... Okay. Then she shows up in the yellow dress, like, <laughs> it's so dramatic. <laughs> I yeah, I, I forgot about that important part of this this yeah. episode. He he is able to get the girl, you know. That, yeah, that and an so thing. Twitter obviously got very invested in these two and their relationship, and he broke everyone's heart on Twitter by telling us that they had broken up, him and Abby again, and <gasps> everyone was depressed. And then like earlier, I think it was even this week. They were, he was like, oh, never mind, we're engaged. What? No. <laughs> so, right now, as of this episode, they're engaged, but they seem to be pretty on and off. <laughs> so, let's hope for the best that they remain together and yeah, get married. Yeah, please keep it consistent, y'all. And hopefully they get married again and married for good, because <laughs> she was his ex-wife. Oof. Remember? It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, they're back. It was false alarm. I mean, but how could you ever? How could you ever leave that patio? I know, right? Oh, that was, <laughs> that was so most, hip. Yep. That, oh, you loved that. So patio. hipster. <laughs> it was. It really was. It had it was candles. It's the perfect place for spiked lemonade. Oh gosh. What about those rec- recliners? What did you think of the the brown pair of recliners? They were gray. I thought. Were they gray? The new ones. The old one was brown. It was pretty gross. I thought it was kind of like brown leather, but... Like the one that was all gross? Why? Well, I, I, I mean, I'm Well, just... actually, you're right. I think they were brown leather. <laughs> were they brown or were they gray? <laughs> Tweet us at IQ Does Book it... Club. No, it doesn't matter, I guess, <laughs> what color the recliners were, but... <laughs> 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 so they got they were his they got, and hers it was perfect they got a new pair of his and her recliners no, <laughs> color not important right and wh- what did you think about though was that a cool touch would you like those in your real life if you had those yeah i, I could fit one right here next in the studio yeah yeah i think i like cool. that size i mean for him i feel like he was a little large for it i mean not, not to be i agree I mean, they're he, just the other one he had was was a much bigger than right the i'm not saying one. like he's big like these were tiny recliners mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean they fit perfectly so it's fine another similar thing i forgot about is the hip tip now it's hashtag hip tip back then it was just hip tip the hip tip yeah do you remember <laughs> the hip tip from the 2000s unfortunately i don't well it was like wear this big ass belt that's really ugly <laughs> that was the hip tip by carson <laughs> do you remember you don't remember i, I remember that yeah and, you know why i mean was t- is it like a texas thing and was it really big that texas year? they're not in texas those types of big belt buckles well yeah but not them they're really far they're it's, like in i mean New it's York. true but why why was that even a trend <sighs> I don't know, man. I remember it, though. I had a few, I must admit. Wow. I know. But now the hip tip is a lot more chill and less... What was it again for the 2018 version of I think it was just something about a marg and putting jalapenos in it, which... Oh, like a recipe? It was just like, oh, your marg doesn't have to be boring. Put jalapenos in it. That's (laughs) (laughs) the hip tip. (laughs) Yeah. So... Must be pretty hip. I, I guess, guess I don't so. Know about it. I mean that that also sounds like something that we'll look back at in ten years and be like, really, <laughs> jalapenos? 
I don't drink, so I don't know. But <laughs> a little much for me. Yeah, but the belt one really killed me. I was like, holy shit, this is uh, 2000s, <laughs> early 2000s. Yeah, so the idea around this belt was that they wanted you to flip it over. No, no, that was that was oh. a t- that was something that was actually in the episode. But, but yeah, let's this talk is a about different that. Tip. Yeah, this so, is. In the middle of the episode, we had to pause it because Eleni wanted me to try one of these tips. So I got up off of the couch and flipped over my elastic band of my pants to... So basically like rolling up your pants once. Yeah, basically. Like the waistline. Right. And that's supposed to supplement a belt or make it like tighter. It's just supposed to make it cool according to them. Yeah, the hip tip. Uh, It was like literally my hip tip. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know uh, how cool it was <laughs> it's just like <laughs> maybe what? we should post a photo and share it that of could you? be one of our yeah that okay. could be like a phonogram yeah <laughs> i mean cameron tried it he could do it because he's skinny i could definitely not do that with pants <laughs> but i think you looked cool a little well i don't know honestly it's just one of those things that's like not even uncool it's just weird i want to like tuck my shirt in and do it and then oh. see just how how great that is like i feel like it's common with sweatpants but that's about it yeah i i'm not sure where they got these ideas yeah i forgot that they labeled instead of like informative labels on all the people that they showed in the old one it was everyone was just called the friend oh (laughs) the friend yeah so i don't if you remember if you watched the episode Every time they showed interviews with, like, the, all of the guy's friend. What was his name? Bob? I don't know. Whatever. His, he was, <laughs> a, he was an artist. He was cool. His art was cool. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he had multiple friends that were there, you know, to support him, three or four of them. And they would always splice in these clips of their interviews yeah. um, over over his episode. And then whenever they would introduce them on the screen, it would just come up showing in the place of their name. Yeah. Just saying the friend. Yeah, they didn't put names to any of these, the friends. It's not even friend. It's like the friend, which makes no sense because there's like four of them or five of them. And then one one guy was the boss, which, okay, yeah, there's one of him. So that makes sense. But it's just so silly. Like that that's the thing. That's the thing I'm referring to when I say like early 2000s reality TV yep, show ratchetness. Sure. <laughs> It just makes no sense. Oh, I loved that. Well, the good thing about Netflix was that I, I, I did really feel closer to the story a little bit more. It was less gimmicky yeah. than the first one. And I enjoyed that. That's why it's something that I only really gave actually consideration to because one of my um, friends from Houston had posted about it on his Facebook saying, uh, you know, oh, dang, I can't believe I've been sleeping on this. And... Oh my god, I'm giving Cameron a death stare because I had told him like three weeks ago that this show was amazing and changed my life and he needs to watch it and I I couldn't stop. What did I do? Nothing. You were like, "Mm, nah. Uh, (laughs) Fuck you. What? Well, I finally gave it, I finally gave it a... Cameron only watches when other people tell him. Maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. I respect other people's opinions, you know, because my time is valuable and I don't want to spend my time well, on something that because most of it out there is, you know. Well, but Queer Eye is amazing. And oh, my God, I loved it. Well, I got to say, I was really happy that I watched it. And so um, I don't know. Do we do we grade these? Well, I, I think it's really important. It's just 
I guess to end on this note, I think it's really important, especially it's it's definitely these both of these versions they were targeted to the female demographic, but I think it's a show that's really important and meaningful for a man to watch because it's fighting all those sort of toxic masculinity norms that society has right now. I mean, only now we're seeing it kind of challenged a little more, but it's still very much there. And I think they amplified this by setting it in Georgia, this this season of Queer Eye, the first, the Netflix one. Mm -hmm. It's set in Georgia, which is a place that's, it's south, it's more conservative. Like, a lot of their clients end up being, like, more conservative types, like the religious guy and policemen, firefighters, people that have more mm, tendency to be homophobic in a lot of ways. And I just think it's it's important for men to watch because it sort of teaches you about just self-care. I mean, I don't know. You're a man. I definitely need <laughs> more lessons on self-care. So well, I will be watching this show. A little bit more. Oh, good. And I mean, you, you, maybe maybe not the older seasons no, because no, no, they're no. less relevant to right. me as a man now. I but. agree. I think each episode. There's only seven episodes of the Netflix one. It's so disappointing because I want like twenty million more. But <laughs> <laughs> you can't always get what you yeah, want. Yeah, definitely not. But every episode has like a different perspective and topic it covers, which is really great. And, yeah, I think as a man, men need it a lot more. Need to see just, like, how just taking care of yourself and taking care of your life can really change the course of it, you know? They do find men that are poor at taking care of their lives. Well, yeah. It's just, I wonder if these men get, like, some sort of sensitivity training because I'm really happy that they're very open about they learning. They seem to be. Is that pretty consistent usually? Yeah, it, they're just very accepting, even if they don't understand homosexuality much. Like, And the Fat Five do a good job about not being condescending when they say something problematic. And we have an example of that in the first episode when Tom asks one of them about their partner. And I think it's Bobby, Bobby, and how he's married. And Tom, the, the client, asks, like, oh, who, who's the husband? And... Oh. And all, all of the, the the three of the Fab Five are there in the car, and they're like, oh, oh. And then they're like, wait, okay. And Jonathan, who's kind of like the most happy and everyone get along one, he's he's the grooming guy, the long-haired. Trying the one to... that's very, like, flamboyant. And, oh. and like, with his right. hair and, like, right, Beyonce. Right. Jonathan, okay, Jonathan, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's the one that's like, okay. Oh my gosh, he's outrageous. He is. He's great, though. I love oh. He's a fan favorite already. Like, he's he's going to be the Carson Kressley. Really? You think so? I don't know, but he's amazing. He's I love great. him. He, he kind of reminds me of Jesus a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's what he's going for. Yeah. Like, glamour Jesus. <laughs> for sure. And so he Jesus. he's the one in that moment when everyone kind of freaked, tenses up when Tom asks, like, who's a husband? They're like, oh, because, you know, this is a very not correct question to ask. And Jonathan's like, okay, okay, let's break it down for him right now. And they sort of explain in a, like, not condescending way how this is not a good question to ask or thing to assume. Mm. That there's a husband and a wife in a gay relationship makes no sense. They're both husbands. That's the point of being a gay relationship. So I think 
they're really nice in teaching them rather than like being mean about it. So you think the show has informative qualities about the LGBT? LGBT yeah, culture? mostly the G in this case. You should watch more of it. Even though you you de- you definitely, I mean, I would not. Do people know we're dating? What? Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I don't know. Do do we need to break the news? No, but you're you. Uh, my what point. If I, what if I asked you out on over air? Oh my god! <laughs> my point is that I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna ask her. <laughs> my point is you don't have problems with toxic masculinity and like machismo and that kind of stuff. Because well, thank you. You're a more. I mean, I think any mo- a lot of guys in the arts kind of understand that it's usually men that have been like i guess i'm a little softer i mean but no and you're balanced like you should be and a lot of men aren't and i think it comes from any any straight man or whatever man that's been teased for being gay for whatever reason i feel like they have a better understanding of not being Mm -hmm. (laughs) like homophobic as much well, either that or they're extremely homophobic because they're scared. I don't know. But you you definitely... Well, I just try to accept my feminine side. Yeah. And that's important. And everyone needs, everyone has feminine and masculine energy. Yep. And it's just society pushing agree. on you to have one or the other. And... It's a really... It's really important to be able to tap into both of those sides in yourself. For sure. Because... I think you have to, I, I believe you have to be balanced. That's the only way to achieve kind of balance and peace. <laughs> the Tao of Pooh. I mean, yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> That's my favorite book. It is. That I mean, if we were really going to book club, we would go to Tao <laughs> That's true. No, I mean, yeah, it's the yin and yang. We all need yin and yang. And that's what happens with a lot of men. They, they especially men, because women kind of have to adopt some qualities of men to like move forward sometimes so i think that's it's 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 annoying but it balance it makes it easier for us to balance a little bit even though it comes from being oppressed by the other (laughs) but the other sex but men don't have to do that so they think they have to be full masculine and then do violent things and whatnot i'm i'm really not sure where it comes from but society i know but somehow i was not exposed to that part of society growing up well it's it's a lot of things like you're raised by a single mom you were always interested in the arts which is has a lot of feminine energy Mm -hmm. i guess quote unquote i mean surprisingly like my father he also has a lot of feminine Mm -hmm. energy so does mine Mm. (laughs) which doesn't affect me much but i was always like tomboy i would wear like the same ugly jacket every day oh it's true i've seen the pictures what no, I you haven't. Uh huh. Christmas Eve. Ah. Yep. My. Oh no. <laughs> your grandmother and I were laughing so hard. No, you weren't. Oh, you're yeah. lying. Oh, I swear. <laughs> oh, you gosh. were there too, though. I don't remember this. <laughs> well, so what did you think? What's your grade for Queer Eye? What's your grade? Uh, I give it a. I give it a. A, a, a minus. Ah. Because I'm it, offended. It's a little cheesy at certain times. Like, it, is. it has that reality uh, right. TV show cheese. We didn't, we didn't touch on that, but definitely. Like, it's very, like, happy ending and t- tied up <laughs> in a bow. And... Like, they rescue these people. And right. it's about the outpouring of love and support that they show and gratitude for the Fab Five to come rescue them out of their uh, horrible pit <laughs> full of a uh, lack mean, of style I mean, they life. are pretty low, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like you have to end with that hope of like, oh, their life has changed for good and they're not going to go back to the old ways. But, I mean, with people, it's really hard to completely change all the way. So it's better to not look stuff up, which I don't. Sorry <laughs> to not provide updates on all of the episodes. Well, no, I provided updates for the episode we are covering, so that's fine. <laughs> Which which is happy news now, even though it was sad at first. <laughs> Confusing Tom and Abby. <laughs> but what's your grade? Uh, definitely for the new one, A+. Plus, just because right. I'm a sucker for That's cheesiness cool. and overproduction sometimes. Like, in, in this case, it's so overproduced that I love it. You know, That's I Netflix get that. That's Netflix for you. But then, what do you give Queer Eye for the straight guy? Um, also an A-. minus. Really? I think so. I give it a B. You give it a B? It's pretty rad. I mean, rag. I love that. It's so hard to grade because I want to grade on everything, so that production value definitely brings it down, but that's part of why B plus, I like just it. because, like, tanning and Oh, the my God, the tanning oh and goodness. the highlights. That was so 2000s. <sighs> they kept talking about tanning. At least they were being good about saying... They were literally having a conversation with him as he was in the tanning booth. Yeah, and but it was just hilarious. They kept saying, a sunless tan, because they're <laughs> at least they're worried about skin cancer at that time, which is great. Like, at least they're not encouraging, like, go in the sun. <laughs> but I almost did that today. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and they go tan him, and then they advertise some tanning product at some point, too. It's like, oh, the 2000s were so about this orange glow. I, <laughs> I don't love it. And then they gave him highlights, of course, 2000 style. Yeah. That, my mom that really just threw me, me off. I just was not <laughs> expecting that at all. Yeah. My mom tells me still, she's like, why don't you get some little highlights instead of, like, dyeing your hair gray? <laughs> and I'm like... Because that's like 2005. <laughs> wow. No, no highlights. Wait, what is this talk about gray hair? Are you oh. are you going Gandalf? Um, Gandalf it's a surprise. Oh, oh I forgot. Our Instagram has debuted. We have a debuted Instagram? Yeah. So follow at Heike Book Club on Instagram as well. And our Facebook page where you can go like and follow us as well. Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> It's just High Key Book Club. Great. You'll be able to go find us. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great. We'll be able to give you some updates on uh, what we're coming up to. and Yeah, we honestly, we have so much. We just went to South by Southwest and we're feeling we're super inspired, very inspired to just make this podcast more and do more with Heike Book Club with y'all. So hopefully y'all can be a part of that. And yeah, we want to bring you into the experience. Yeah, if you have... Any suggestions or thoughts, please tweet us or Instagram us now. Yeah, we have some exciting stuff coming up for sure. We look forward to bringing that exciting stuff to you next time. Uh, but until then, you'll be hearing from us. Yeah. 